Gordon, can I tell you a story? It's been a little while since we've been on a hot mic together. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and fill me in on what's been going on. Okay. Michael and I haven't talked for six months, except to exchange vitriolic text messages. That's about it. Yeah, you'll pay for this. It's (laughs) stuff like along those lines. Yeah. (laughs) You know, don't think I've forgotten. Yeah, I've got 20 new nicknames for you you're never going to hear, but they're hilarious and mean. (laughs) I want to say like last two or three episodes we've done, I have gotten into the bad habit of either bringing up or outright making fun of your condition um oh yeah yeah and uh you know as we all know us in the x-reader family jordan has gerd Mm -hmm. and it is unpleasant and it (laughs) i think the i think the 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 verdict has come down that you probably gave it to yourself you may have been predisposed to it but your lifestyle probably pushed yourself in that direction. Yeah, I gave myself a hernia and yeah. did permanent harm to my to my glottis. Yeah, which is my, not um, it's not funny. No, it's a little I mean, funny, but it's mostly just uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and I shouldn't sphincter, have I shouldn't my, have been making fun of your sphincter condition. Yeah. Um. Okay. But it but it's okay now because uh, fate has a. Uh, taking it upon itself to avenge you <laughs> because uh during my uh during part of my little break people were out of the house i kind of had the house to myself for a couple weeks um the first week of which about seven or eight days i was crippled with a stomach bug the the likes of which i've never seen before i i, I had taken on the mantle of indigestion it was uh, it was bad. Well, like we've discussed before, it's all God's doing. So it was God's undoing, is what it was. God undid my sphincter. Yeah, and then he's then he saw me laughing. He saw the one baboon laughing at the other baboon, and then said like, "How about a little fire, scarecrow?" And then fucking gave it to me too. <laughs> you know, I don't have to go into all the details. I did fill friend of the show Brandon Z in on this a little bit. But I, I was, I had, I had diarrhea and constipation at the same time, which you think would kind of cancel each other out, but they don't. It's like the worst of both worlds. It's like, it's like fighting back a tsunami that's gone down the wrong direction. It's just horrible. Yeah, when my, when that happens with my dog, we call it uh, the plug and the slug. <laughs> outcome, you know, out comes the plug, and then, <laughs> and then following, and then right followed the by the slug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know what you're thinking: slugs are usually slow moving. No, lightning well, well, fast. This is a slug being ejected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is like when, uh, what is his name? Haru Haku, when he when he barfs up the 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 curse that the witch put on him. This is a niche reference. Are, are we talking about? Oh, 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 sorry. I, when you said Haku, the first thing that uh, came to mind was Samurai Jack, but yeah, you're talking you about th- Spirited Away. A foolish yeah. samurai with an <laughs> ancient sword. I was yeah, like, I don't what... remember Haku puking up a slug, but maybe he did that. I'm like, well, a witch? He was yeah. the witch. What do you, what do you, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, Mantle of Indigestion. I've been playing a lot of Halo recently. Um, I, do it you too. know, 
it was yeah that that's that's part of it you've been but drinking was, a lot of mountain dew get those double xp weekends i had i i i was just like i was just sweating and one of those poops where you're just like sweaty and and like in the most pain you've ever been in and on the toilet and you're just like i am become gerd destroyer of toilets you know just like it's it's real bad um so i contact brandon because brandon's always got He's a bit of a he's a bit of a witch doctor. He has a remedy or two, you know. We're just kind of talking, but I I I, ask, I tell Brandon like what's been going on. He's like, oh well, you know what you need, you know. I, I think you I... need to try the Bratz diet. <laughs> and I had never heard of the Bratz diet, so I said, Brandon, what's that? Like I I didn't know what it was. And he says, he there's a beat, and then he sends me a text that just says big red ass and titties. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, it was a joke. No, uh, it's a real thing. Yeah, it was a joke. About two days later, he sends me another text that says, oh, I didn't actually tell you the truth. I was making a joke, but I forgot to tell you the real answer. The Bratz diet is a real thing, and here's the link to the website. <laughs> <laughs> so I did actually do that. It, it's, what is it? It's bananas, rice, and bread. Or, and toast. Bananas, rice, and toast. Or bananas, rice, apple juice, and toast, I think is what it actually is. Yeah, just what, just fucking whatever. Just whatever you give your sick dog, you eat. Just eat nothing but, you know, boiled chicken and rice and for a week. You'll be fine. Have nothing but beans. And it's really just, it, if you're having tummy trouble, just don't eat anything that tastes good. That's, like, yeah. the answer. Yeah, eat the kind, eat, you gotta just eat the kind of stuff that, like, Civil War soldiers would eat. Yeah, eat like those fucking like uh, Filipinos in the blue zone or whatever, where they everyone lives to be a hundred and ten because all they eat is like mung beans and <laughs> and raw potatoes. So that was yeah, that's what had been going on while you were uh, on vacation. Anything interesting happened in your life while we've been on break? I played with a blind person's cane. That was pretty fun. Um, I think that's probably about it. <laughs> that's the highlight of your month. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty boring month here. Well, this is X Reader. We're finally back, and um, we've got a bit of a fun episode for you today. X Reader is the fan fiction reading and appreciation podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Michael, and I'm Jordan. Welcome and to another episode of Fun. Nothing but. I guess, uh, as we always do with X Reader before we jump into the the actual uh, story, we do a little bit of a debrief on uh, our experience with whatever the the fiction is, and um, I want to talk about Toy Story with you, Jordan. Okay, I want to talk about Toy Story too. I hate to do this to you because of how it'll be in the edit, but I actually have one more thing I wanted to tell you. <laughs> okay, it's about that I that I played with a blind person's cane. That was pretty fun. So that just that made me laugh. I had a I had a good chuckle over that. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. all right. So we're gonna do an episode about Toy Story today. That's fun. Toy Story. Um, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Or we're gonna talk about our history with Toy Story. We could talk about it briefly. We don't have to dwell on it. I, I guess I guess I should set you up a little bit better. So this fan fiction is called Toy Story Three: Colon When Toys Go Bad, and Ooh. it was published in Mar on March tenth. 2002, which means that it was published after the release of Toy Story 2, but decently before the release of Toy Story 3. 
Okay, so, th- so he, they didn't know the story because I was going to say like, oh, where they fucking get hardened in prison and Woody gets an Andy stick and poke tattoo on his bicep. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, okay. But yeah, they, they, that's what I thought was Buzz interesting joins about a white this. power gang. But then they like flip the switch that, you know, makes him Mexican and they kick him out. I think I think what's interesting about this, at least, is just that it is like a time capsule. It kind of reminds me of the um, it reminds me of the the Ninja Turtle episode we did a little while ago that uh, was like old enough that not only was just the world in general a different place when it was written, but there was media that exists now that didn't exist then. You know, which might sound like an obvious thing, but when you're writing fan fiction, you know, entire stories can be rendered invalid, you know, uh, after the release of a sequel or something. So I I, I think that was it's interesting to see what this author's uh, take on Toy Story 3 would be. Sure. And, you know, I I think another point is that nowadays uh, fan fiction is so popular and widespread that people are just writing it uh, on every you know, property imaginable, basically. But if this was before Toy Story 3, then I think it would have been a little more niche. And I and at that point in time, at least the way I remember it, a lot of the time, big fan fiction communities would pop up over media that was lying dormant a little bit, but people wanted back, you know, things like, uh, like cult hits or things that were very popular in your childhood, but haven't resurfaced yet. Um, so, and there was a big gap between Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3, right? Like, it was fairly decent, wasn't it? Um, uh, I like think at it least was six or seven years. Yeah, I think Toy Story 3 is 2009, and I think Toy Story 2 is 2002. Yeah, so, so that was like, uh, whereas there was only like a two or three year gap between the first two. So, anyway, no, because wasn't about people are craving Toy Story. Am I wrong? Wasn't Toy when was Toy Story 1? Wasn't that 1995? No, I don't think it was 99. I think it was 95. Was it really that old? Dang. I I think so. Yeah, Toy Story is 95. Toy Story 2 is 99. And Toy Story 3 is 2010. So it's a four-year difference between the first two and then an 11-year difference. Yeah, okay. So So you're still right. Or just timeline was off. Yeah, so... um, so we've got a real fan on our hands here. Someone who's been craving Toy Story and yeah. wasn't getting it. <laughs> no, certainly not. I, I feel like we kind of had a similar discussion about Shrek not too long ago um, and Shrek 2. Uh, and I wasn't able to contribute that much. But I will say, I love Toy Story 2. I think Toy Story 2 is an amazing sequel, um, especially when it comes to like the Pixar sequels, which are kind of few and far between. I think Toy Story 2 is the second best Pixar sequel. Um, The only one that I think is better than Toy Story 2 uh, in terms of a sequel is uh, I think Finding Dory is better. But I also think Finding Dory is just better than Finding Nemo, which is, I know that's a hot take. I grew grew up with Finding Nemo. I love Finding Nemo. No, No issues with it. But Finding Dory, I think, is just in every way an improvement in the, in the story and in the entertainment value is great. I think Finding Dory, you know, it came out after Pixar went ahead and, like, distilled the, like, ability to make you fucking cry at a moment's notice down to, like, a, a, an absolute science. So a formula, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that, it's definitely got that going for it. I don't remember getting emotional at all during Finding Nemo. And Finding Dory, I'm just like, that fucking dumb little fish has got a broken brain. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, D- Dementia Dory. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with you about Toy Story 2. But see, with the Shrek thing, it's contentious. Uh, apparently, people like the first one more than the second one. I find that crazy. Um, but Toy Story 2, I, I think people are pretty much in agreement that it's the best one, right? Or, well, you know, I thought that about Shrek 2 as well. And then the numbers proved me wrong, so. Um. Yeah, it's tough. I think personally, I like Toy Story 1 best i think in my opinion toy story one is like one of my favorite movies of all time i think toy story is like an incredible story and i think it like does what it does better than most like odd couple movies but i do think toy story 2 is really really good i just think it's different like what its goal is totally different than toy story one toy story 2 is like a great sequel because it does its own thing while building on the original whereas Toy Story 1 fully stands on its own. Like, it's not a movie that ever needed a sequel. Like, you can watch Toy Story 1 in a vacuum and just think it's amazing. And I think that's, like, something that, you know, especially nowadays, there's a lot of movies that don't do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, Toy Story 1, I think it just might be a case of I saw that so many times when I was very little. And then when I saw Toy Story 2, it was like a revelation because my brain was more developed and I was just more capable of enjoying things, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like numb to Toy Story 1 by the time that I would have appreciated it because I just it was so familiar. Um, Well, maybe it's time to revisit it. You know, it might be the last time I watched Disney Toy Story Plus. two, or the last time I watched Toy Story one was when Toy Story three came out. Uh, I went and saw a fucking a double feature of Toy Story one and two that was running in a theater near us, and that was a lot of fun, <laughs> including a part where, God, me and Nicole had so much fun at that viewing because it was all kids. We were like the only like you know like teenagers there, mm-hmm. and when. The part where like Woody or when um, Buzz and Toy Story One like goes to jump off of the banister and like falls down the stairs and there's that moment where it looks like he's gonna fly and and you know and then he doesn't. Some little kid in the audience just went, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cute. Made that viewing a core memory for me. So yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Those movies have tons of weight. I think I think they're uh, I think they're phenomenal. But that being said, I think it's time we jump into uh, jump into Toy Story three. Find out what uh, what it's all about. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and jump into an alternate universe. Yeah, and discover on this new timeline what became of Woody and Pals. You know, did Squeaker did did Wheezy Squeaker ever? You know, do, do we know if his new Squeaker took or if he's going to need to yeah. be on anti rejection meds for the rest of his life? Did Bo Peep and Woody ever? get married you know um did buzz ever stop being such a dick (laughs) so this is toy story 3 when good toys go bad by ryan 9187 and again this was posted on fanfiction.net uh march 10th 2002 ryan rye guy what is that from? That's from Wilfred? I think that's from Wilfred, yeah. <laughs> Pretty fly for a rye guy. <laughs> I watched Wilfred when I was like probably at like the most depressed I've ever been in my entire life and was literally just like 
hanging out like with the curtains drawn smoking weed all day and so when i started that show i was like holy shit this is incredible and yeah. like i still think it's really good but i've tried to rewatch it multiple times and i'm like this is really fucking depressing i can't do this right now yeah <laughs> i can't i gotta it's turn a it bummer. off it's a bummer uh all right so let's jump into it it was another fine day at Andy's house. Woody and the other toys were just sitting down for a relaxing day of basking under the desk lamp on the Barbie lawn chair. We better watch out. We'll be baked potatoes soon. I don't remember what Mr. Potato Head sounds like. I think that's funny. That's pretty much what he sounded like. <laughs> he sounds like an old comedian because he's Don Rickles, isn't he? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you got it. Mr. Potato Head chuckled to his wife, Mrs. Potato Head. They had finally gotten back from a bath in the big sink thanks to Andy's mom because of the mud puddle they had encountered earlier, when Molly had left them outside right after a light sun shower. Bo Peep's clothes and sheep were hung out to dry. She was now wearing Barbie scrubs. This is crazy, she muttered to herself while she shook her head. She did this every few minutes. Isn't Bo Peep made of, like, porcelain? <laughs> I, didn't yeah, th I, I, I didn't think she can take her clothes off. I thought it was, like, part of her. I think she's like molded plastic, but you know, whatever. Uh, it's fine. Maybe she's wearing clothes. Roll the tape. We need to figure <laughs> this out. Um, so she's wearing scrubs. At first, even though you said scrubs, I imagined like a hospital gown. I was like, so her butt's hanging out? <laughs> um, okay. So. All right. Hold on. I need, to, I need to talk to you about this. Yeah. Okay. So I went to get a physical... I raged, I raged to you about this a couple weeks ago, about the, the doctor who's obsessed with physicals, the, the perv doctor. Yes. But, so uh, he's not there. I'm with the, with the nurse staff or whatever, the, the administrative staff, the people who are actually doing the work, not the yeah. doctor. Um, they're like, okay, change into this. They give me some scrubs. You know, We'll be back to do your EKG or whatever. They leave. I put it on. And they come back, and they're like, why did you put the scrubs on backwards? And I was like aren't you supposed to have it like tied in the back? And they're like, no, you're supposed to have it tied in the front. Why? How did you even tie it in the back? And I was like, literally, I've never seen anyone not with it tied in the back. Is that just like a joke from TV shows that I've like internalized and no one has corrected me on? No, it, you definitely, I mean, maybe for what the doctor wanted from you, he needed to be able to peel open the front and check your potatoes, you know? He's been giving you some special formulation and he's checking on your progress. <laughs> Like, how are the soles of Michael's feet doing? Jordan, are you sure? Because I are felt you like I was. pictures right now? I mean, no, like, I... I thought I was getting, like, I thought this was like a Berenstain Bears effect, all right? No, you definitely fucking. They, the strings are really long, so you can, like, wrap them, like, around the back and tie them in the front. Maybe oh, that's what they were saying. Like a samurai. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so that you don't have to, like, t t like, tie them. But you definitely fucking wear it with the opening in the back. Like,. I would remember. I'm telling you, they they really made me feel like a fool, Jordan. <laughs> You're getting pranked. I, I don't think <laughs> that this is a legitimate medical institution where you've been going. You're being molested by your doctor. The nurses are <laughs> are playing upside down, backwards, fucking dressing room games with you. So no, I I <laughs> the back is definitely open. Okay, all right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, Jordan. Okay, so she shook her head every few minutes. Come on, Bo, it's not that bad, said Woody, trying not to laugh. Not bad for who? These things are way too loose for me. My cleavage isn't supposed to show like this, she complained. As I said, it's not that bad, Woody laughed. You pig, she screamed at him. Is that all you sheriffs think about? 
sorry, I'll, I'll make it up to you, Woody apologized. Oh my god, not on that Barbie bed again. It's too hard, I have bruises in places you couldn't imagine, Bo Peep snapped. I bet I could, <laughs> Woody challenged. Ooh, said the few toys watching the argument. Dang. That's it. I'm out of here, she yelled. She already fucking went A-cab on his ass. <laughs> you pig. <laughs> fucking. You fucking sheriff. Yeah. You howdy doody. He's been over-policing the barrel of monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> she ran to the side of the desk, looked at the floor, which to a toy looked as if it was a mile up, and she stopped. She turned around and said her farewell to Woody. This is what you get, you ignorant prick. Oh my god. A few things happened all at once. At first, she dumped. She jumped. She dumped. At first, she jumped. <laughs> Good thing the back was open. <laughs> at first, she jumped. Then, as she was falling, Andy walked into the room. All the toys scrambled to get into the place where it wouldn't look obvious they had moved to on their own. Woody, stunned, stood there on the spot with his hands over his mouth. He heard a quiet crack as Bo Peep hit the floor and broke. What? She fucking killed herself? She killed herself. This is what you get, you ignorant prick, and then you just kill yourself? That's, I mean, yeah, he's going to be sad for a minute, but, like, also, uh, come on. That's emotional manipulation, okay? Yeah. That's not healthy. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? Go fucking (laughs) kill yourself in private. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) go kill Woody. (laughs) Yeah, kill, yeah, fucking give him a, uh, take his gun and shoot him or whatever. He doesn't have a gun, does he? He He should, though. He doesn't have a gun. It's probably, like, in, like, the vintage packaging or whatever, you know, with yeah. his, um... It was a real gun. That's why they stopped producing them, because he's from, like, the 50s or whatever. Yeah, so he's got, like, a gun and, like, a union-busting, uh, like, club and a KKK hood. <laughs> and oh, and all of that has been lost to time, because they were all made of genuine cotton. Woody's Roundup. Come on and start the show. God, who knew Woody <laughs> was such a monster? Uh, he fell onto the desk and didn't move. Luckily... Andy was preoccupied. He didn't even notice the mess on the floor that was poor Bo Peep. He was holding a box. It was wrapped in bright blue wrapping paper and had a tag stuck on a bow on the top. He looked at the tag and read it out loud. To my dearest Andy, with love, Aunt Leanne. He threw the tag to the side and started ripping the wrapping paper off. It was a box. What was inside the box terrified Woody beyond belief. The letter. And on the other side... There's a note! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think's in the box, Jordan? I mean, it's gotta be, like, a toy, right? Like, a, some rival toy? But... Yeah, what would be a rival toy? How old is he supposed to be? Like, 13 or something? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends when this is taking place. Yeah, we place. don't know how long it's been between 2 and 3, I guess. He's, like, yeah. 10 going to space camp or whatever in 2, yeah, right? He could be um, 30. Yeah, he, yeah <laughs> he's still at home. He's 30. Fucking, this is from his aunt's will. Um, yeah. oh, his est- her estate delivered it. It's antique coins. No, uh, I mean, what could be in the box that like someone <laughs> that would would- terrify me <laughs> if you just got a dead person's coin collection out of nowhere? God, well, do we think that he's trying to like actually write in the spirit of the show of the movies, even though he's had someone call someone a prick and there's been a suicide? Other than that, like, the, you know, um, <laughs> in the first paragraph, <laughs> yeah, but other than that, you know, like, uh, because it could go one of two ways right it could be like the dumb ass like college humor sketch like andy's aunt gave him a bong or it could be something like he might actually get in a movie which would be like what i don't know 
I'm just going to forget. I'm going to stop thinking about what the writer might be doing. And I'm just going to think about what I want to be in the box. So what I would what like to be in the box is a Chia pet. Oh, Chia. Because here's the thing. <laughs> all right. A Chia pet. It's not really a toy, but I think it's toy enough that it could come to life. Yeah. You know, I want it to be the shaggy head Chia pet. And be like, Zoink Scoob, where's my body? <laughs> that is what he said on all the commercials. It said, dial 1 800, you know, where's my body? It's, it's Scooby Doo, and then he gets covered in green. <laughs> and then Andy fucking, like, you know, pours it all over him, including, like, his face and everything to be funny and not just, like, in the hair. And, and, and then every time that the, all the toys are alone, Shaggy's just going, because he can't talk because he's covered in fucking it wasn't, in chia sprouts it wasn't shaggy it was scooby's head it wasn't shaggy's head there absolutely was a shaggy's head you don't think they did both of them Get well the whole yeah set? but the one they the one they always showed in the commercial was the scooby-doo head yeah well that sounds stupid dogs don't have hair like that dogs don't have hair that's stupid <laughs> he threw the wrapping paper to the side what ter- what was in the box terrified woody beyond belief it was a toy he went by the name of General Killjoy. Oh my and God. why Aunt Leanne would send Andy, this was a complete mystery to Woody. He'd heard stories about this toy, whole collections of toys broken and missing from houses after a child got one of these. Awesome! Andy shouted. This is so much better than the other toys. He ripped open the box and pulled out the styrofoam block, which fell apart on his bed. General Killjoy looked even worse in person than on the commercials. He was a tall, white man who was very muscular and had a crew cut. He was wearing camouflage pants and a tank top. His helmet had fallen onto the bed, along with his accessories, an M16, walkie-talkies, and a plastic knife. Is this is this the guy from Toy Soldiers? Um, small soldiers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking, like, cause that's what it's sounding like. Um... Okay, so, uh, God, that's the crossover we need. In a world where everyone just wants to make garbage crossover multiverse media, like, uh, I think that Toy Story versus Small Soldiers would be an incredible one to go for. So, you know, get on. They can get Kirsten Dunst back, and whoever played the boy, I don't remember, if he didn't kill himself or die of a drug overdose or whatever. Um, (laughs) So, get on that, people. Oh, no, I, I can't remember the actor's name. Yeah, it don't matter. As long as we get weird dog face man and the rest of the Gorgons back. Um, the Gor- the Gorgonites, yeah. So You get Arb- Arbiter and the rest of the Gorgonites. Where is Woody hearing news about the outside world? Who's leaking information to him? Well, he's seeing, he's watching the commercials on TV like the like Buzz did in Toy Story 1. And in the commercials, like, he's murdering their other toys? He shoots, he shoots lasers. He destroys the evil Zerg. You know, he can even go to space, glows in the dark, and then it's like, not a flying toy. And it's, it's, it's like Buzz watching that. That's a devastating scene. That scene with him coming to terms with that he's a toy. I mean, it's brutal. Whoever granted them sentience, you know, should have probably 
made them aware of their limitations. So that's kind of on God. Do you? That's on God. Do you remember what the reason that the toys come to life in Small Soldiers is? Yeah, of course I do. It's a fucking experimental military microchip. It's it's specifically like a microchip that was designed to like guide like nuclear missiles like in flight. It was like a it's like a a weapon (laughs) chip. (laughs) Yeah, no, I remember that it was definitely for military application. And then what did they hide them in the toys, or they accidentally? got it doesn't matter i remember the scene where like the the robot hands as if like little plastic toys are made like in a fucking car assembly plant and like they are. <laughs> and 100% brings down the little like soldering arm and like and like puts the chip on yeah yeah hey andy honey we need to go to the store i have to get some more eggs andy's mom shouted up the stairs oh come on i just got this open andy moaned too bad, we need to make some bread for the company dinner tonight. Aw, oh, screw it, I'll just buy a loaf, she shouted. Hurry the hell up, we're on a schedule here. Fine, Mom, I'm coming, Andy sighed, and he threw the soldier toy back onto the bed and ran out the door. No one moved until the sound of the door slamming shut was heard downstairs. Why is this mom yelling, hurry the hell up? What's happened to this family? Yeah. Where's Mr. Andy? <laughs> Where's Mr. Andy's mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, the chaos is about to ensue. We've got uh we've got the setup. Fucking kill, Sergeant Killjoy is about to be unleashed upon the crew. I think they could band together and take him out. I mean, his if Buzz's yeah. wings aren't real, then Sergeant Killjoy's uh gun isn't real. The knife could yeah. be a problem. I mean, they said it was plastic, yeah. but plastic can be sharp, you know. So they might have kitted him out with a really sharp little plastic knife. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a toothpick. (laughs) Maybe he's like big, though. Like, what if he was? Oh, man. Oh, you think he's one of those like zoomer action figures? That's like like two and a half feet tall. (laughs) Well, that's how they like were way back before they got tiny. My grandparents have like some of the original run of G.I. Joe's and they're like 18 inches tall or something. They're crazy big. Yeah. Um, So you well, that would be combat Carl. (laughs) <laughs> who who is mentioned in Toy Story 1 like do you remember that scene I'm sorry I, I really vividly remember Toy Story 1 so no combat Carl it's the toy that when they get captured or when they when Buzz first sh- like shows up before he knows he's a toy they hear Sid laughing outside and he's strapped like a firework to like a G.I. Joe but they they don't call him G.I. Joe they call him they're looking through the binoculars and they're like who is it Sid's got another toy Oh no, a combat Carl. Oh <laughs> and, no. And then Buzz is like Buzz is like, I don't think that man has ever been to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we need something maybe he's like one of those. They did say he was tall. You know, I don't know what tall means to a toy, but uh, taller than Woody, who's a tall drink of water, if I might say so myself. Yeah. But Woody's like floppy. Woody's like a puppet. So Yeah. Woody's, gonna Woody's like Buzz a spider. He has to like pump fluid into his fucking <laughs> into his extremities in order to move him oh, around. Gross. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's the new Five Nights at Freddy's game. Five Nights at Andy's. Five Nights at Woody's. <laughs> Chapter two: The emergency meeting. There was an eerie silence. Mrs. Potato Head stood on the desk, sobbing. She was looking at the remains of her good friend on the floor below. She was so young and pretty. Look what you made her do. I know she's supposed to be Jewish, but I don't I don't know if I can do a Jewish accent. She's the she's the um 
what's his name's mom from Seinfeld? Well, right? she's but she is also Jewish, <laughs> so because <laughs> she she has a. I mean, I can't do it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you, but I will be disappointed. All right. I did. I didn't mean to push it that far, Woody. I didn't mean to. What do you come even on? Do? I didn't mean to push it that far, Woody exclaimed. If you cared about her, you would have known to stop before you started. She replied. The toys had got, had all forgotten about the new toy that was on the bed. We need to get some uh, we need to get some tape and try to get her fixed. Woody shouted desperately. Woody. Woody. She's gone. There's nothing nobody can do about that, Slink said. Plus, we have to go check on that new toy. There's already rumors going around about it. I heard that it's a general killjoy. The army men and the enemy soldiers and the Barbies, they think it's Kelly coming to take their clothes. You're right, Slink. We need to take a look, Woody sulked. He stood up and grabbed Mike's microphone. Uh, hey everyone, uh, attention all toys. Emergency meeting, beside the bed, now. There was a panicked rush as all the toys hurried to the bedside. A few of the toys got hurt on the way there. Mr. Potato Head lost a few parts. Can anyone help me find my eye? He even asked Sketch. Sketch turned and faced him, turned his knobs quickly, and drew a picture of an arrow pointing to the left. Sure enough, the eye was there. Thanks, Sketch, he panted. The plastic potato ran to the eye, but as soon as he was about to pick it up, another toy kicked it out of the way. <gasps> he chased it again, but just as he was about to pick it up, it was kicked out of the way again. Get back here, you stupid eye, he yelled at it. When the two high toys, Woody and Buzz, were in place, Woody grabbed the microphone again. We have an emergency. For those of you who don't know, Bo Peep broke. She jumped off the desk. We also have another crisis. There is a new toy, and it might not be a good one. There was a slight disturbance as the crowd parted. Sorry, I lost my eye. I found it, though, Mr. Potato Head shouted as he held up his eye triumphantly. The crowd sighed. Is it the Emperor Zerg? Buzz asked in a serious voice. No, I saw the box. It's General Killjoy, Woody informed the crowd. <gasps> At that moment, all hell broke loose. Screams erupted from various people, and those who didn't scream ran. Everybody stay calm, stay calm, there's no time to panic, Woody shouted into his hand. Mike had already left, taking the microphone with him. Buzz! He shouted over the screams. What are we going to do? He looked it over at his friend to see that he had red all over the inside of his helmet. There was a man standing behind him with a gun. Oh my goodness. Buzz had been shot. What in the world? He fucking shot <laughs> He exploded Buzz's head inside his helmet. Dude, why did they give him a real gun? <laughs> Buzz didn't get a real laser. <laughs> well, maybe in this universe he did. Also, I feel like a space ranger should have better... Uh, armor. <laughs> He's in space. It's meant to protect against lasers. Bullets are... Uh, or, like, projectiles that are ho uh, much higher speed to activate oh, his, you know, his living armor or whatever. His... <laughs> his mass his effect. Whatever his mass effect field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just went right through. Dang, dude. R.I.P. Buzz. Well, you know, they shouldn't have been getting on the speakerphone talking shit about the new guy before they even <laughs> yeah, introduced themselves. They, I 100% agree. <laughs> they they probably, you know, he's like a military guy. He probably immediately was like, oh, I'm in enemy territory. They're already talking about how yeah. to deal with me. <laughs> like, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and blame the gang on this one. 
<laughs> laughed General Killjoy. Buzz! Woody screamed. What did you do to him? The same thing I'm going to happen to all of you, General Killjoy shouted. Uh... Woody, they're home from the store. We've got to get back into places, one of the army men said. They're home! Woody screamed over the other screaming. There's a lot of screaming in this chapter. Uh, everyone must have heard him because they all started disappearing into their places. Under the bed, in the closet, on their own shelf, General Killjoy must have understood the routine already because he was already up on the bed in the same position he was dropped in. Woody got back up on the desk and laid down. Good lord. Well, Andy's going to notice that uh, Buzz's head has a hole in it. You would, th you would hope, yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how that goes. I mean, but would you immediately assume that it was your new toy that had done it? No. I mean, I would probably see that Bo Peep was also broken and assume that, like, the dog had gotten in my room. And, like, Although there and was brained blood. my toy. <laughs> I don't know. This is this, so far. This story is painting a uh, a less than excellent picture of Andy, because in Toy Story one, the whole opening of that movie is about how Andy gets a new toy and the other toys feel neglected. But the rest of the series is all about how, like, you know, as he grows up, he kind of cherishes those toys and he gets new toys along the way. But you know, he he loves those toys the most. Um, this is painting an Andy who, every time he gets a new toy, he sweeps all the rest of his toys into the box <laughs> and only wants to play with the new one. Yeah, I got. So yeah. they're gonna they're gonna get rid of he's gonna get rid of his Buzz Lightyear uh, uh, mattress and he's gonna replace it with a General Killjoy one. Yeah. They're gonna repaint his room from like space themed to like army themed. He's gonna buy and a it's gonna gun. Have, like, take it yeah, to he's school. gonna buy a gun. Go to go to military school. It's really rough. Yeah, this would be a perfect toy for Sid if he wasn't traumatized. He probably doesn't play with toys anymore, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. So, goodness. Where the fuck is... Bo Peep. No, Jesse. Bo Peep is dead. Where's Jesse and where's the horse? Because they could have helped. Bullseye? Yeah, where's Bullseye and Jesse? They could have helped in this situation. That's a good question. Yeah. Like, is this really Toy Story 3? Or is this, like, just... It, it, are we assuming Toy Story 2 didn't happen? Well, what about... There's a lot of toys that are missing. I mean, we got Slink, but where's Ham? Where's Rex? Where's I mean, RC? That's fine, but those are all, uh, you know, auxiliary characters. They're there to, like, tell little jokes and, like, you know, go on their own little adventure once, like, the on a beat plot, you know? Like, what... A you did not just call Rex an auxiliary character. How dare you? Uh, would tertiary, like, be better? <laughs> Does that sound better? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think he's a straight-up deuterotomist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a Deuteronomist. Um, so, uh, but no, uh, Deuteragonist? That is a thing, isn't it? No, you you had it right. Okay, I did. Yeah, like, but all those guys not talking is like, that's too bad, because they could have some fun moments, but they don't need to be there for the plot to move forward. But come on, we got main characters here that are missing, you know, part of the main crew. Why wasn't Jesse there? To be like, you should kill yourself, you two-timing, two-tittied bitch. Fucking, you know, you, uh, <laughs> Woody's my man. Well, maybe we'll find out in chapter three. Yeah. It didn't seem like there was anything out of the ordinary when Andy opened the door to his room. Woody was on the desk where he had left him. Slinky was on the shelf, and General Killjoy was on the bed. But something was wrong. Andy could feel it. He went over to General Killjoy and picked him up. Finally, I get to play with you, he muttered. Somehow, he didn't seem as interested as he was when he had just opened it. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. 
Now he doesn't even care about his new toy? He's desensitized by all the loot boxes. <laughs> I think I'll just go play with my fidget spinner. Yeah. Turns out I have autism. Mom, I want to make slime. <laughs> Andy just hasn't been interested in his toys anymore ever since they introduced Common Core. <laughs> oh, no. I thought you were going to say something about Amogus. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be too far. This, Amogus isn't a thing yet at this time. We don't know when this takes place. That's true. And also, if it was going to take place in the timeline of the movies, we would be kids. It wouldn't be Zoomers anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's funnier. If it's, he's a Zoomer. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's mother walked into the room. Hey, honey, what's that? She asked, pointing to the new toy. Seeing, seeing what it was, she shrieked. Is that what that woman got you? She's crazy. I don't know what got into her for getting you something like that for your... Well... I don't know what got into her for getting you that, but it's not something you should be playing with. She grabbed it and walked from the room, it's muttering to herself about old women and shopping. It's the Bush era all over again. We elected a black man. I will not have this garbage in my house. But mom, I didn't even get to play with it yet, Andy shouted. Good, she shouted from the hall. Andy was silent as he heard his mother walk up to the attic and the stairs move around. There was a loud crash, and then more footsteps coming down the stairs. Oh my god. I'm never talking to you ever again! Andy yelled at his mother as she passed his room. Yeah, I love you too. Guess you won't need to eat or come downstairs again for that matter, she shouted, and she slammed his door shut. Dude, you, you trying to send your kid to Monster Island? Because that's how you send your kid to Monster Island. Um, <laughs> where, the, where the wild rumpus takes place. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, so... I, I totally misread that. For a second, when it was like the sound of the stairs, the mom grabbing the toy, I thought that the mom took Sergeant Killjoy out of the room, and then he fucking killed her and sent her down, <laughs> the, down stairs. the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that is sort of what it sounded like. I think the crash was the was the like sliding attic stairs coming down. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. God, if this turned into like a a slasher where they also start killing the the humans, that would be incredible. Um, That's kind of what happens in Small Soldiers. Well, yeah, of course. But Small Soldiers is a totally different beast, you know? Small, is that like a... <sighs> it doesn't matter. I was trying to think of the production company that made all those kinds of movies back at that time. Is that a fucking Screen Gems? <laughs> Small Soldiers? Miramax? I don't, I don't know. know. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Um, uh, it's almost definitely Miramax. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this sucks, Andy moaned. And then he noticed what was wrong before. Bo Peep was on the floor beside the desk in about a million pieces. Oh my god, Bo Peep. See, this is what makes me think like that she's porcelain because she's shattered. Uh, yeah, I just looked up a also, picture of her too and she does look like uh, shiny. Because um, she's a lamp, isn't she? Oh, I didn't know that. But either way, her, I thought her she clothes was a lamp. did look like they were made of cloth though. So, uh, okay. um, so she was probably a fire hazard. You know, another toy from the <laughs> 70s that was lying yeah. around. That they would not sell to kids today. Yeah. With just a live wire on it <laughs> with no grounding or anything. He also noticed that Buzz was on the floor on the bed, and it looked like he had blood all over his helmet. He reached down and picked him up. There was no sound when he pressed the red button on his chest. He walked over to the bookshelf and tried to find a book on toy repair, but couldn't. Oh, yeah, you don't you didn't just have a, a toy repair book sitting on his shelf next to his <laughs> fucking popsicle stick dinosaur dioramas and his fucking jewel pops what the fuck then the sound of his mother running up the stairs was heard you ungrateful little brat i'm going to leave you up here until you've thunk over what you just what you've done just now well i don't know what 
beans, rice, and toast have to do with anything right now, but whatever you say, Mom. <laughs> beans, rice, applesauce, and toast. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. She was hammering something. It was a nail, and it was going into a piece of wood. She was locking her son in. Mom, what are you doing? Andy shouted. What I should have done ten years ago, she laughed. Oh my god. Wait, she's boarding him up like we're in a zombie film? <laughs> What the fuck? He really isn't going to get dinner tonight. <laughs> Do you think that stops him from joining the Wild Rumpus or no? I mean, like, this is a whole nother level. Max never had to deal with this. Uh, he went into his closet. It's got to be in here somewhere. Just then, the door slammed shut behind him. Ah! He screamed. General Killjoy emerged from a dark corner of the room which the door shut. The strong toy pulled a desk chair to the closet door and pushed it in front of the door. And he couldn't get out. Holy shit. He's he's strong enough to move the desk chair and like wedge it under the door handle. God, these toys are screwed. I gotta say. Regardless of Woody's like pneumatic limbs, like he's not gonna be able to withstand this. The toys, if my memory were pretty strong, like they could always move stuff that I always thought was like surprisingly heavy. They left a traffic but, cone. Yeah, exactly. Like a tra- compared to a toy, a traffic cone weighs a lot. Yeah. Um But a desk okay. chair? By themselves or just by himself? It depends what kind of a chair it is. It could be like one of those inflatable chairs. Then and Andy is has a Andy's a weakling. Of, yeah, and Andy has a degenerative disease. Yeah, he's got boneitis. Uh, Can't get Andy's, out. Andy's mom is a psycho. I, I I maybe I missed something, or maybe something is going to be explained later. But what was she mad about? So he's they had a shouting match. She slammed his door. He noticed that the toys were broken, and then all of a sudden she ran back upstairs and started nailing him in the room. <laughs> yeah, she, like, she d- said she was going to take his toy away, and, yeah, he she sa- did. and he said, like, I hate you, or whatever, yeah. you know, I'm never going to love you again, mom, this is why, <laughs> this is why Andy's mom's husband left. left. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said to her. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I guess she just, she, you know, how abusive parents are. She had a moment to think about it. And instead of uh, deciding to just let it go or to come back and try to bury the hatchet, she doubled down yeah. in her fucking psychotic behavior because that's, you know, yeah, that's how they are. Yeah. So how did General Killjoy get back into Andy's room? That's another little question I have well, because he was in the attic. See, I thought that he took her or that she took him, but maybe she just took the box and didn't know that he wasn't in it. No, but he was, he took her, he took, she took the toy from Andy's hands. Okay, I think I know what happened. General Killjoy came down out of the attic by himself, walked back into the room. Andy's mom saw the attic open and thought that he took him. Okay. That's what I think must have happened. That would make sense. Unless, unless I'm giving this author way too much credit. Even if the door was closed, if they've got carpets, you know, he could have army crawled under the, uh, you know, under the door there, so that's not a problem. He came through the vents with the with his knife in his teeth. Okay, chapter four. <laughs> the psychotic toy laughed as he jumped onto the desk chair. Now I can do my work in peace. All of the living toys, except for the army men, who were who had been missing for quite some time now, Woody had just noticed their disappearance, were gathering under the chair to witness the catastrophic event. Woody was terrified. He had no idea what he should do. I will let you all live, said the deranged toy from the chair. Everyone was silent. For now, I've got business to attend. 
He laughed his scary laugh and hopped down from the chair. He ran across he ran across the floor, pushing any toys that got in his way out of that got in his way. He ran across the floor, pushing any toys that got in his way over. He opened the little screen on the air vent and closed it behind him. See, he is. Don't you ever. Th- Oh, go ahead. I was going to say he is in the vents. He is now, yeah. There isn't usually, like, air circulation in attics, though. I mean, you know, maybe there's a connection to the HVAC in there. That's where the filter is. I don't know what to tell you. When, uh, don't even think about leaving this room, he warned. As he disappeared into the darkness of the air vent, the toys went nuts again. What are we going to do? Jesse said from the crowd. Woody... We'll know what he... Woody will know what to do. He always does, Mr. Potato Head yelled. But it wasn't true. Woody didn't know what to do. He stood in the same spot for a while, thinking. Yeah. Then there's, like, ellipses. General Killjoy was on a killing spree. He had killed one so far, but was feeling quite pleased with himself. His His next victim wasn't going to be a toy, though. Gonna kill the dog, dude. Ellipses. He's almost definitely going for the dog. Andy's mom, Kelly. Oh. I'm I'm not going to be calling her Kelly. I will be referring to her as Andy's mom. Yeah, or Andy's mom's husband's wife, if you want to get technical. (laughs) Yes, Andy's mom's husband's wife. Woody's owner's mom's husband's wife. (laughs) She also has marker on her foot that says Andy. Yeah, it's hell at the airport, I'll tell you. (laughs) Well, she can't go anywhere because her passport went missing. (laughs) Andy's mom, Kelly, was getting ready for a nice hot bath. It was going to be a special bath. She turned on the faucet and the tub and plugged the drain. Steam was produced from the hot water and sent floating through the bathroom. The door wasn't closed. It didn't matter, because the problem child had been taken care of. Jesus Christ, dude. (laughs) Andy's going to, like, start a fire to, to act out. Kelly started taking off her clothes. She hummed as she put her left leg into the tub. Ooh, hot, she said, and then put her other leg in and sat down. After a few minutes, she reached forward and turned the water off. Before then, she had lain back, (laughs) lain, she had lain back down, reached over the toilet and grabbed a bag and a lighter. In the bag was crack. (laughs) 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 <laughs> just have a relaxing evening in the tub smoking crack i was gonna make a joke about xanax then you mentioned the lighter i was like oh she's just lighting up some fucking she's gonna light a doobie nope yeah. <laughs> just having it in, in just free basin in the tub i full disclosure i think i only read up into the point where she locked andy in the room so i was not expecting that <laughs> damn dude things really have gone downhill <laughs> what in, in this home what about the little sister what about molly we haven't heard from her yet maybe she doesn't exist maybe she got taken away by like the the cpp the child protection people (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah everything has a slightly different name in the toy story world she reached over across the toilet grabbed a bag and a lighter in the bag was crack she took out a joint and threw the bag back onto the a toilet. A joint of crack? <laughs> a joint what are you of fucking... What is the... Okay, all right. So this is written by a child. Got it. I mean, smoking crack, you know, you know, is, is, is already free-basing it. That's, like, what it is. <laughs> well, fucking... it's even it's even more free. It's You're, you're <laughs> inhaling the, the crack crystals. 
Jesus Christ, dude. I don't I've never smoked crack, so I don't know for sure, but uh, no matter what, if you just <laughs> if you just filled a whole joint with crack, <laughs> I think it would kill you. I, I don't I don't need, I don't think it would smoke. I think it just fall apart when you lit it. I don't Mm-mm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe crack really fucking like holds a flame, you know? Yeah, absolutely it does. It doesn't yeah. just turn into like a brown a brown slime and burn into your fingers. <laughs> She took a joint out, threw the bag back onto the toilet, and after she lit up, she started smoking it. More ellipses. General Killjoy was watching Kelly bathe and be high from the sink. <laughs> he was watching her be high. She didn't notice him. She was too happy. It was time for her to stop. The toy picked up the hairdryer and tossed it into the tub. It was plugged in. When it hit the water, it sparked, and Kelly started shaking. She convulsed, electrocuted, and finally died. General Killjoy left the room with a soft, fuzzy feeling inside, like he had just rid the world of all evil. Now, it was time for his next victims. He walked like a cowboy, imitating Woody, down to the kitchen to get his prey. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, he does have a plan here. He's going to save Andy's life, turn things around for him gonna kill his abusive crackhead mom and he's gonna go kill the rest of his family i guess i don't know what that's gonna help i guess so you don't have to have the burden of taking care of molly as she grows up you're a free agent now i'm your dad now andy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he writes general killjoy on andy's foot (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not just a thing that andy does uh, it's everyone in this world (laughs) yeah that's just a thing they do in this universe (laughs) Whoever your legal guardian is, that's uh, whose name you have stamped on your foot. <laughs> and maybe he's killing the toys because he's, you know, he's like, uh, you guys are infantilizing Andy. We, he's got to grow up to face the harsh reality of this world, yeah. not be sitting around playing with toys. Yeah, that his mom loves crack. <laughs> yeah. Andy, you need to be investing. We're going to diversify your portfolio. Yeah. You ever heard of crypto? You ever heard of the bored apes? (laughs) (laughs) I guess in Toy Story, they'd be something else. They'd be like the sleepy bears or something. Yeah. Oh, cute. (laughs) Oh, look, this one has a little Victorian nightcap. Oh, (laughs) this one has a glass of warm milk. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jordan, what did you think of uh, Toy Story 3 when good toys go bad? What do you mean? That's the end? That's the end. Dude, he's got to finish it. I need to know what happens with Andy in his closet. Well, it hasn't. This story has not been updated for the last 20 years, literally. Actually, over 20 years. <laughs> so I have a feeling you're not going to be getting an ending. You know, I, I've, I don't think I've ever said this in an episode, but we need to take this and write our own ending. <laughs> we need to finish it. If you were to finish it, if you were to finish it, and that was a task you had taken upon yourself, because mm-hmm. I like that idea, would you, would this be like the low point, like, and then and then the toys band together and defeat General Killjoy, or or something along those lines, or would this is the start of the horror movie and it only goes downhill from here? Well, he's like completed his first kill, right? So that puts us probably like at, at, in like the the second act. So, I would 
probably have it. I'm trying to think of like, cause in, in almost every horror movie, especially slasher movies like this, there will be some planting and payoff for like how they're going to defeat him. Right. So the only thing I can think of that's happened, that's like story significant that also could constitute like something we could call back to is the fact that Bo Peep is smashed. Right. Cause mm-hmm. she's made of porcelain. So Woody could somehow end up in a situation where Andy's still in the closet. Um, in more ways than one. Been, <laughs> that's right. A lot of the other <laughs> toys have been murdered. <clears throat> okay. He killed the, the, they tried to, the army men are in the hallway. Okay. The next target for Sergeant Killjoy is the dog. Okay. But the army men descend from the ceiling to try to protect the dog. But it goes sideways. Sergeant Killjoy's driving that little Jeep car thing. He fucking like drive bys them, you know, like uh, uh, shoots them all up. They're they're calling for support. The radio guy's like missing his legs. You know, he's crawling, like trying to you know call it, call for the medic. <clears throat> it's chaos. They all get murdered. He kills the dog. Whatever. He goes to the room to finish off Andy. Uh, you know, starts taking out the toys. The specifics don't matter. As a as a rough outline, mm-hmm. he kills the dog kills the army men heads back up to the room to kill andy <laughs> he takes uh, all of mr potato head's body parts off and puts them inside him and then rolls his potato down the stairs <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's not really dead he just can't do anything <laughs> uh he takes the wheels off rc that, that those are the two most ridiculous ones i can think of well we could we could make it funny we could punch it up we could you know add more kills whatever but how i want it to end is that it's woody and killjoy alone in mm-hmm. the room everyone else is dead or is hiding yeah and, you know so they're they're fighting they've been in a big scrap they're they're beaten and bloody you know uh killjoy has woody on the ropes he's smashing his face into the ground and he's making him look at bo peep's body and he's telling him what a piece of shit he is now he killed yeah. his own you know girlfriend and whatever and then from inside the closet andy like bangs and screams or something you know he wakes up Whatever it is, he makes a noise. Yeah. Sergeant Killjoy looks over his shoulder, it, distracted for just a second. Woody grabs a broken piece of Bo Peep and he says, I don't want to play with you anymore. And he yeah. stabs Sergeant Killjoy <laughs> in the neck. <laughs> he he gra- he looks down and sees, sees like it's a shard of Bo Peep's face. And you see her like her eye is like normal and then it goes to angry. And Woody like nods and then he grabs the shard with her eye on it. And that's what he stabs him with. Yeah, exactly. So we got a little callback to the to the yeah. bad dream from Toy Story one or whatever. With I don't want to play with you anymore. Yeah. We've got. Let, let me <laughs> let me. Can I add something to this? Because I yeah. think it's a little grim. I think defeating Killjoy is the right move. I think that thing you add to this is that at I some point, crack smoking mother. What do you mean? What what am I? I feel like I'm in line with the tone that's been established. No, no. I, I you're there's I no complaints so far. I think it's great. But I think that I think that we also need. Killjoy's big, right? He's a big toy. So I think yeah. that Buzz needs to get involved in this. And you're like, oh, well, Buzz is dead. Here's what actually happened to Buzz. Killjoy didn't shoot him. He doesn't have a gun. There was no gun shot. It's a piece of plastic. He stabbed him with his sharp plastic knife. All that red stuff is the battery acid from Buzz's like battery pack. That's why the red voice box button didn't work. Buzz isn't dead. He just, like, his batteries got broken. Buzz, he's playing dead. He's like, I'm gonna play this cool because I know this guy's dangerous. That's Space Ranger Tactic Chapter 48 Paragraph C. So he comes back. They they have to take him down together. And then Woody still gets the final blow. It would be nice if we could involve Andy in some way. It just seems difficult because he would overpower 
you know, the toy. I, I guess that they could figure out a way to let Andy out of the closet. The toys could while Killjoy is in the hallway, but then he's still locked in the room and can't get out. Killjoy comes back into the room, goes up behind Andy and slices his hmm. tendon. You know, he collapses on the ground. He's cut him with his little knife and then he gags him. And then he calls, and then he's standing on Andy's back and he, you know, uh, Gulliver's, Gulliver's travel style. And he's fucking calling all the other toys cowards, you know, cause they won't wake up and defend their boy. Okay, maybe that's how we raise the stakes at the end, and he's like, I'm going to kill him, and you're not even going to try to stop me. And then finally, Woody and Buzz step in, and we have our final, you know, confrontation there. And then they say, you can't ever tell anyone what you've seen. We can't let you live. And then Woody and Buzz grow Andy. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, here, here's, no, the, no, that doesn't happen. Here's what happens. Here's what happens at the at the very end. So they they stab him. They're not able to finish him off though. But he's he's wounded. Killjoy is wounded. So they load him up onto RC and they like drive him into the backyard. He's all tied up and and they're just like you know he's just like un you know let me go like you won't you won't see the last of me and then like. You know, they kind of like they push him through like a fence board or something and he can't get back out. And he's like kind of tied up like in the mud and he's like looking around. And then you just see like in the backyard, you see like, you know, this pair of feet approaching. And then like he gets picked up and it's Sid and he just looks down. And he's just like, oh, cool. A general killjoy. You know, I broke my last one. This is perfect. And then he takes it into his house. Credits. That'd be a good ending. Yeah. Although I guess that implies that Sid did not learn his lesson. Here's Sid. what I think we do. Drive him outside. We know that Piggy and Rex have been working on something. Ham. Don't, <laughs> Ham and, Ham and Rex have been working on something we don't know yet. They've made a big deal about how they have to get to the phone. Yeah. Okay? We don't know why yet. They drive Sergeant Killjoy out front. Andy's still tied up. We've taken him through the vents to get, you know, to get Killjoy in the car and everything outside. And they're saying, come on, come on, come on. 30 minutes or less. Yeah. <laughs> we know the audience knows what that means. Yeah. They fucking drive the car out into the street. And Sergeant Killjoy's like about to get out of his restraints. They're like, come on, he's got to be almost here. And then from a ripping around the corner comes the <laughs> Planet Pizza delivery van, which just runs him over. Yeah, just hauling ass and just blasts him into a bunch of pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they like to use the phone, don't they? For some reason, they use a phone, don't they? No, well, they be- use the Etch-A-Sketch. Well, because over the phone, you can't tell that they're toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is which sounds dumb, but I actually really like that as a plot device. Because <laughs> the, be- the guy would just be like, yeah, sounds good. 30 minutes or less. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know that he was talking to, like, a piggy bank and a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. So we've got we've got lots of good ideas here. I think we've workshopped something that could become uh, possibly the greatest Toy Story film ever. ever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're Toy we're, Story three. <laughs> they yeah. just release a new movie called Toy Story three. Everyone's confused. We're being restrained a little bit by the source material. That being <laughs> this fan fiction. You know, I don't want to change anything about that at all. So we're gonna have to leave in the crack smoking and the, and the door <laughs> jamming and the and the teleporting toys and you know everything else, but. Um, 
Well, okay. I like the story. Uh, I think that it's fostered some great conversation. And honestly, the writing is not terrible. Uh, I'm not like an English professor, but I think that there's some extraneous detail that could be left out, you know, Uh, but that seems to always be a problem. Like even if they've got their grammar down and and things aren't horrendously misspelled. Yeah. A lot of the time, amateur writers seem to really just want to like add a, I can tell what he's trying to do, like set the scene, but it, uh, it just comes off more like scene direction than like you're reading a book. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I, I, Phil, I was talking to, I was talking to Phil, friend of the show, um, who will be joining us for an upcoming episode, um, about just X reader in general, but we were specifically talking about the Pokemon reincarnation pair of episodes that we did. Um, which if you've only heard the first one, you can find the the second one uh, exclusively on discussking.com slash xreader. We were talking about it and Phil was cracking up and he was saying that it's so amusing to me. Oh, I'm sorry. We weren't talking about Pokemon Reincarnation. We were talking about the house episode and he was laughing at like all the typos. And he was like, it's so amazing to me that these people write so much when they're clearly illiterate (laughs) and he's like he's like it's like mozart you know he couldn't hear the music but he man did he fucking write (laughs) i think that was beethoven yeah Um, that's the exact conversation me and phil had we're like he said mozart and then he said i think it's actually beethoven (laughs) so i'm glad that you mentioned that (laughs) um yeah, no, we've definitely talked about it on earlier episodes, but it, it bears repeating. These are some, some passionate folks, and it is sort of incredible how you can like write so much and not improve, but I think it's because they're not readers. One yeah. of the big things you definitely need, and you'll hear it everywhere, if you want to be a writer, get into writing, is you need to read. Yeah. That is like where you it's get... It's a requirement. The, yeah, so like, so I get it. Like, maybe less that they're illiterate and more just they just they just don't read. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I really, mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> same Two sides of the not... same coin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, which is like fine. I think it makes this style of writing really unique because if you go on like Wattpad or if you read like amateur short fiction, um, it's fine, but it doesn't have nearly this amount of personality because they're trying they're trying too hard. Um, and like they've got some of the pieces of puzzle of the puzzle right they're like following the rules of writing and like that is fine they're they're more coherent uh you you know like you can tell when someone has like taken some classes or is an avid reader or whatever but there's not very often this just like unbridled (laughs) insanity (laughs) um yeah right (laughs) yeah i think i think that's something we love on x reader just about fan fiction in general is that um as a reader of fan fiction which we are Fan fiction is a shortcut to characterization. If you're writing a brand new story, which we've complained about this in some episodes where the characters do not match the source material closely enough, but if you do it properly, fan fiction is great because you can kind of skip the setup and jump right into the meat of whatever you're trying to write because generally speaking, if you're reading a fan fiction about Toy Story, you probably know what Toy Story is. It'd be very weird for someone to go to a fan fiction website and start reading fan fiction for something they have no idea what it is. At least that's my perception. Maybe there are people who do that, but like, I can't imagine doing that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think I agree with you. I think despite it being like just another in the, in the series of adult swim trying too hard kind of fan fictions 
this one is probably up there in terms of like entertainment value. I th- I was talking to in our last episode um that uh that Brandon Brandon Z was uh was co-host on uh we talked about the four um for fan fictions like there there's like four criteria for how at least how I judge a fan fiction and it's entertainment value, usage slash proximity to the source material, creativity, and writing quality and polish. Um, I think the entertainment quality or the entertainment value for this one is pretty good. Um, I think the usage of source material is also pretty decent. Uh, the writing quality and polish is like pretty middle of the road. I, it's definitely not the worst we've read. And I think that the short chapter length is like good. And it's actually paced. A lot of like lesser fan fictions, the ones that we usually skip over are just not paced at all. There's no dramatic turns. There's no scene changes. It's just like yeah. a string of events that have like no beats to them. Yeah, there were actual chapters in this, as opposed to a lot of the time when we read them, it seems that the way that some fan fiction authors uh, section out their chapters is just when they stopped writing for the day and when they picked it back up. Exactly. So, like, it'll literally be the same scene, you know, like, continuing the previous sentence, but it's a new chapter. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And uh, and that's just, I mean, not only is that just not very a standard way of writing, but it's also just it's not pleasant to read it's like writing with no it's like writing with no paragraph breaks like it's it's not the same feeling but it's like a similar feeling yeah or or like emailing with someone who uses too many commas you're like what is happening here i'm i'm get we're, we're what are yeah. we pausing for eat shoots and leaves <laughs> um yeah so and then number four uh so it was entertainment value Usage of source material, creativity, and writing quality oh, that polish. Was writing quality, that's number four. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, um, yeah, I think for usage of the source material, this story has something special, which is they picked a genre that works really well with the established universe, which is that, like, a good horror movie and a good tiny monster horror movie, both things that I love, um, work really well when you have rules and the toy store universe has rules built in you know if you think about like gremlins right they gotta they can't eat after midnight they can't get wet in um child's play uh he doesn't want anyone to know like what's going on so he keeps it a secret uh, which is important because he would just be overpowered right and also he's trying to do like a voodoo curse thing and and then there's a ticking time clock element of him like becoming more human and mortal and whatever like um horror movies just in order to like like nail down the stakes rules are a really helpful device for that so we know exactly the mistakes characters are making or you know like we can uh, preemptively uh, make some assumptions about a scene because that's great for building tension and toy story is just an excellent fucking uh, like vector for that because the toys uh have to stop moving when he comes into the room right like that is huge uh, and yet killjoy seems to not really have a problem with breaking that rule or at least coming closer than any of our toys ever would. Yeah. Right. Um, he's like engaging directly with the humans in a way that like the other toys wouldn't. So he's come in and he's thrown a wrench in the system and we need to watch our characters adapt to that. You know, uh, it's like, we've already got a, 
uh, parameters established for how uh, the universe works. And we're sliding in story tropes from horror movies, like the the monster, you know, hiding away, killing people in ways that look like accidents, you know, plausible deniability, separating characters. These are all things that, like, just slot in really well to what we already know about and and enjoy about Toy Story. So I'm gonna give it an A plus for that. I actually think that's kind of brilliant. Wow. All right. And the crack smoking? The crack smoking I could take or leave. I think <laughs> it really just um it's not really like a relaxing shouty mom drug. I would consider something more like an Ambien or uh you know a benzodiazepine of some sort. Alcohol, even, but yeah. not really crack. I thought she was going to pour herself a glass of wine. You know, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that this was. We were going crack mode. No, but uh, you know, I guess we needed to go from like, you know, she's just like a little abusive. Be like, oh, she's a monster. Although, look, I mean, crack is just like you know, cooked down cocaine. So, like, I'm not saying that you know, yeah. chemically, there's anything evil about crack, but it has a reputation. I see this author has picked up on that. So. <laughs> here we're here on the x reader where we defend crack cocaine hey man i'm not gonna stop you you can say whatever you want to say i'm just the i'm just the humble uh your humble co-host i've never done crack but i think i would yeah you would i think if i knew that it was like relatively pure you know it's just smokable cocaine i've done cocaine so like why not <laughs> listen all cocaine is smokable I mean, I suppose I've never smoked it. I never tried it. And that's and that's. I've never. I've actually never done cocaine. That's your mistake. That's I'm your. I'm taking flaw. that back. I'm the taking that back. The only time I did cocaine, I was I was so drunk I don't even really like feel like I felt the effects. So I'm it gonna say that count. count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, dude! Fucking uh, I. The night that I'm talking about, we were with like I was with this guy. Everyone else had gone to sleep, and I was with this dude in the trailer park and that I that I played with a blind person's cane that was pretty fun yeah so I think I've said uh, just about everything I have to about this story uh, I kind of liked it quite a bit I, I one of my favorite things about any X reader is when it gets our creative juices flowing you know because yeah. that's kind of me and Michael's whole relationship since we were teenagers has sort of been predicated on telling goofy stories back and forth you know, uh, our little in-jokes and making up characters and, like, basically just, like, always workshopping ridiculous ideas. So, um, and that's part of the reason why we started this podcast in the first place. So anything that can bring that magic out makes me happy. I'll call it a good oh, episode. Well, that's a very sweet, warm way to end uh, a not very sweet, warm uh, fan fiction. But if that you crack did was it sweet and warm. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of X Reader, you can find more at discussking.com slash X Reader or click on the X Reader tab and you can find all of our episodes, including the season one bonus episodes and extended cuts of episodes that are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and uh, Google. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher and some other podcast platforms, but those are the best places. Um and uh, like I said, uh, we have some exciting episodes coming up next in October. So if you're listening to this as they come out, uh, look forward to that Halloween episode. You're not going to want to miss it. It's big, it's beefy, and it's something we've never done before. So definitely look forward to that. Any last words, Jordan? I, lo <clears throat> I love you. 
by Woody. <laughs> you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from me, nice home bed. You just remember what your old pal said. Oh, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you got a friend.